Due to working from home, how are, here are some tips to help you meet like a pro. Thank you, Zoom. Some of us are trying to fucking start the podcast. <laughs> I was literally just opening my mouth to fucking say her intro. And then your stupid ass goes on a fucking tangent about some fucking Zoom bullshit. Alright, and welcome everyone to the, the new episode of Drunken Jurors. We're back on our bullshit. We're going to finish up this uh, series on Michelle Nodick and her awful, awful mothering skills. And then maybe after this, we'll go, we'll start our own motherhood podcast because three guys definitely know what goes on there. It's all about I that mean, I feel like, I feel like we'd be better at parenting. Than that's what we'll call stuff. it. We'll just call it mansplaining. Everyone will want to listen to that yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's right. it'll, it'll, be, uh, <laughs> it'll have the same energy as that Burger King tweet. Well, I'm, I'm Jeff and I'm drinking a cup of coffee that also has a shot of fireball and two shots of rum chata. So because we're doing this at 9 a.m. on a fucking Saturday. <laughs> um, I'm Adam, and Gustav cannot replace me, but uh, I'm not drinking. He is anything. an angel, though. He, he is an angel, though. No, he's a ghost. Buddy, you can't even comprehend that he's in the background right now. <laughs> That's just a ball of white to us. <laughs> With a hat. Um... I'm not drinking because I have to leave for work in two hours. So, um, I'm drinking Evan Williams bottled in bond, uh, a hundred proof Kentucky straight bourbon. Um, straight up the best shit I've ever had, and it cost me less than twenty dollars. So I'm still confused when I drink it because I feel like something shouldn't be this good for that cheap. You've never seen a uh, quarter prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that an option? Is that is that like a payment plan? A quarter a day keeps the herpes away. No, it, mm. it brings them. Uh, it brings all the <laughs> it brings all the herpes to the yard. <laughs> Basically, we're just gonna pick up right where we left off. I don't know if you guys remember where we left off, but we got done talking about some of the shit Shelly was doing to her fucking kids. And Shane, aka Dave's nephew, who had moved in with them. Uh, we just stopped right where uh, Kathy Loreno is going to be joining the family and living with them. Um, she is the first victim, and we'll get into that. A uh, little bit of a disclaimer here. So, if I were to go through like all the stories in this book, we would have like a seven part series just because of how fucking god awful Shelly is and the shit she does to everyone in her life. So, we're going to skip past a lot of that. But just remember, pretty much everything that she did to the kids in the first episode that we talked about doesn't really fucking stop. So it keeps happening, nice. but we're going to skip over some of the stories of that because uh, we ain't got time for that shit. Have we talked about the first victim before? No, I think I've just uh, said, I think that's where I left off. I have right before. Who her was session. the cousin? What was the cousin's name? Shane Watson. Should probably take notes again. Again, oh, obviously you didn't take notes the first time <laughs> i probably did it was like two weeks ago so i don't fucking know where i put them i'm not taking notes i'm just gonna fly on the seat in my pants oh my pants are grounded so I, pan- I can't do that your pants are stains bud just, hey look you fly <laughs> by the seat of your pants too many times eventually you get watermarks 
think it's wild. <laughs> I think it's skid marks, but okay. Yeah, yeah that's not water. Not when Nick does it. Not when Nick does it. When Nick does it, it's watermarks. <laughs> not when you have explosive diarrhea. Yeah, Nick's over here painting the watercolors. And... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a little bit about Kathy. Uh, Kathy Lorena was Shelly's best friend that ended up coming around the house as a babysitter. Um, she was a big woman. She was six feet tall and used to play softball. So you can, I mean, I'm just going to let that stereotype fill in the rest of the gaps for you on that. So yeah, I think it's probably best. <laughs> uh, it's honestly probably best. During Christmas of 1988, Shelly announced that she was pregnant with her third child. This would be Tori, who will come into play more later on. Um, she also announced that Kathy would be moving in with them and explained it was because Kathy's family didn't want her and she needed a place to live. Shelly also told... How old is Kathy? <sighs> She's kind of around the age of Michelle, so like probably like in her 20s to 30s or something right, like that. Right. Yeah, so Shelly also told them that she was moving in as basically a midwife. She's going to help with the baby and the kids. And that she didn't need a job, she could just move in. That uh, she would take care, uh, that Shelly would take care of Kathy, and that she just needed to focus on helping the kids. Um, Kathy will, as we find out, is going to be a great. If uh, if you don't understand what Stockholm syndrome is, yeah, you're gonna fucking learn real fast. It's a it's a fun time, really. Um. So, as we're gonna get into stories here, Kathy. It's going to seem like at the beginning here, Kathy hates the kids. Kathy doesn't hate the kids. She was never rude to them. She just thought they were bad kids and questioned why they were being so rude to her mother, even though, you know, they're getting beaten. <laughs> you know, that that wonderful fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy Good loved times. Kathy. She thought she was bothy, bossy, but she just thought that, you know, that's just the way she is. So they she moved upstairs in between... Because this is still at the ladder back house, which is the first house they live in. They she moves in upstairs in between Sammy and Nikki's room for now. They like give her furniture, furniture and like all that shit. Uh, but obviously, as we all, as everything goes, as we saw with Shane last week or last episode, uh, that stuff starts to disappear until she has nothing. You know. Uh, real quick for my own understanding sammy is the oldest or middle well nikki's the oldest gotcha all right thank you and then shane is just like a couple months older or younger than nikki but him and nikki are around the same age all right um so i'm gonna get this out of the way too so we can skip past it um kathy's like parents or mom because her dad died uh didn't really want anything to do with her at this time in her life that's why she was capable of just kind of moving in and you know like her mom knew where she was living but they didn't like her mom and her sisters didn't really talk to her she was just kind of out there so obviously after she moves in uh tori is born um but on the way to the hospital dave was home for this um shelly told him that he had to drive in a different vehicle behind her and kathy that like he was not allowed in the car that kathy was taking her and then there was actually an argument about who got to hold Tori first after she was born. And it was an argument between if Kathy or Dave would. Dave won. Dave won. <laughs> he, I, yeah, he should have. And if he didn't, that should have been a scorched earth policy. <laughs> so 
now that Tori's born, they bring her back home. This is where more shit gets awful. Shortly after she was brought home, she uh, Tori stopped breathing. And oh. then Shelly, like, quote-unquote, saved her. What they think happened, because uh, a couple months later, Sammy and Nikki saw it happen, um, it seems that Shelly continued on with her bullshit of putting a pillow over her kids' faces. And she literally did it to where Tori turned, like, red and blue and then stopped where she would start breathing again and being like, oh, my God, my daughter, I saved her. They did her to the hospital. They did, like, everything they're supposed to do and then, you know, gave her back. Um, and then once she returned home, there was a special bed that Tori had to have and, like, they gave her a heart monitor. Uh, there were times where... Shelly would talk like come in to the kids and being like oh my god she stopped breathing again but I saved her and this is when they saw that she was putting a pillow over her head and like because you know heart monitors when you stop breathing start to you know <laughs> make loud ass noises aka the whole point of the heart monitor yeah. um, and they said they never heard the heart monitor going off and that's when they went and checked one time and she was literally over her with a fucking pillow and the heart monitor was turned off it only took like couple weeks until Shelly went back to doing her normal bullshit where she stopped caring for any of the kids and just sat on the couch watching TV all the time and then Kathy had to start doing everything as one does um so the next birthday that Sammy has after this Shelly should like she holidays and birthdays were huge like they always went over the top and celebrated them no matter what she got uh Shelly got Sammy this like toy or something that was really popular at the time and Kathy got her this like necklace and at the end of the party Shelly asks oh like what's your favorite present and she goes Sammy goes oh I really like this necklace from Kathy because she's never had real jewelry before mm-hmm. um, oh, I'm sure that went over oh yeah uh, Shelly bi- or yeah Shelly basically beat Sammy that entire night telling her she was an ungrateful bitch and then took the necklace I, I, mm, <clears throat> yep. All right. So I'm getting angry. I mean, you can intervene whenever, man. No, I'm, no, I'm trying to. I'm trying uh, to. Uh, I'm trying uh, to uh, like go through stuff quickly. But oh like, god, we're I, probably gonna skip over a lot of stuff. Fiery hatred. Burning, scalding hatred. That's understandable. So at this point, um, Shelly also called Laura. If everyone remembers Laura. It's her stepmom. Calls her telling her that she had cancer. And Laura was like super confused. And then Shelly told her, because uh, Laura was like, I can come down there and help you because, you know, she runs three fucking old people homes. Like she, she knows how to deal with people with medical issues and stuff. And she's like, no, 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 I have Kathy. And she's like, who's Kathy? She's like, she's my hairdresser. She lives with us now. Oh. You know, as one does. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, I, I know, I get it. So, a couple years go by. To, to be fair, my hairdresser also comes to visit my dad uh, at least twice. Slobs uh, on his knob grand. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of slobbing on knob there. Ooh. Uh, I don't think I like that. To be completely honest. I see my hairdresser way does, more often does he, than uh, after after his post nut clarity. Does he go out and realize that he shouldn't have put like eighteen hundreds wagons in your guys's front yard? Or no, 
All right. Now, is that never a thought process that goes through? No, he probably wants another one. <laughs> Unless he's As living one it. Does. As one does. So after a couple of years, Lara, uh, Lara uh, fucking confronts Shelly about it because Shelly doesn't look any different. Like, she's just continuously had cancer treatments, quote unquote. Um, she calls her and she's super mad because <laughs> she's like, this is, this is bullshit. Your cancer's fake. Like, you don't have cancer. And she's like, no, I do. Blah, blah, blah. They have this big, long-winded argument basically coming down to Lara calling her on her bullshit saying she doesn't have cancer and Shelly getting mad and hanging up the phone because Shelly's ta- telling her about her appointments and she's like yeah I go like once a week and it's like an eight hour thing and she's like no cancer treatment lasts eight hours because if you're in chemo for like more than an hour that's you're gonna you die, die. <laughs> yeah that's called death actually you don't know that you don't know this until you experience it well, you know, I Nick, you don't I have passed. cancer, but we're we are going to be putting you on the chemotherapy for as a test. Well, so here's the thing, though. <laughs> I did in fact pass high school physics, and I know enough to know that that's not how that works. I also took high school physics, and I don't think anywhere during physics they talk about cancer yeah. treatments and chemo because <laughs> I don't think talk about radiation when they talk about yeah. What are you talking about? Talk well, about radiation. I don't think when I, you yeah, confused. When I took oh, physics, would that be chemistry? Would that be chemistry? That would 100% be chemistry or biology before fucking physics. <laughs> what the? Uh, I don't remember. And shit. That's that's still. I'm pretty sure did chemistry. Say, physics is you... all about like momentum and gravity and velocity and shit. Yeah. Like, Telling me an ion doesn't have momentum. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I don't think radiation would have been the thing, one of the things covered in high school physics. Today we're going to talk about gravity. We Tomorrow we we're took... talking about chemotherapy. They're like one and the same. <laughs> we took and then the day after, we're going to talk about the migration of the blue whales. <laughs> we, talked, we talked about very different <laughs> physics classes. All right. So it ends up coming to the point where. Uh, Kathy starts taking the brunt of the beatings like the kids talk about this time where like their beatings weren't as often or nearly as bad anymore since Kathy's there and obviously as kids you're pretty fucking okay with that but also you feel horrible because you're watching this fucking woman getting her ass beat um remember fucking Kathy is much larger than Shelly but Shelly has this undesirable rage inside of her to fuck you up when she wants to which is all the time because you're breathing and that's unacceptable in her house. There was basically she would do the same thing she did with the kids. Um, anything within reach, if she was mad at her about something, she would grab it and just beat the fuck out of her with it. Appliance cords, fucking, fucking pipe, something, anything in the fucking area, you're getting your ass beat with it. And obviously, so during this time at the beginning, Kathy obviously is like retaliating. Like, you're not yet. thinking yet. Yes, no, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so Shelly's telling her that she's doing things wrong or that she did something that she knows she didn't do. So she's being like, no, I didn't do this. She's arguing, which is just making the beatings worse, obviously. I mean, I guess I guess for people who don't know, because this is kind of a confusing topic, um, Stockholm Syndrome is where someone who is in basically someone else's like lives with someone else or is under someone else's power for a while 
they start to believe everything that that person tells them because they're usually sheltered off from the outside world and they just feel no matter what happens to them they always are told and feel actually like whatever's happening to them now if they go out and tell someone about it or anything else the outside world is worse than what they're dealing with is basically what they end up starting to think because the first like the best way to put this is actually from the first time that uh you know stockholm syndrome like kind of came like was talked about and became an actual diagnosis was there's a bank robbery in stockholm sweden back in the 1800s where it was like a, like it was like the 1980s no it was i'm pretty sure it was the 1800s 1973 oh, all right well ignore me 19 yeah so 1973 but it was a botched robbery where the captor the captors and the victims got or the hostages all got locked in the vault for six days and it got to the point that the hostages actually felt safer with their the robbers than they did with the police they they talk about it in interviews afterwards where they say we actually like we're fine with them like they like we didn't feel like they were going to hurt us but we felt that if the police showed up we had a higher chance of dying to the police than we did with our captors and that's basically what Stockholm syndrome is, is you think that the outside world is more dangerous than the shit you're in right now. Super like, usually people have to be drugged and stuff for it to really start and like start to really fuck with them. Um, there was one time where Kathy and Shelly were in an actual like full on fist fight outside. This is actually before <clears throat> Shelly gave birth to Tori. So she's still pregnant and um, she just was beating the fuck out of Kathy. She was like grabbing her hair and just beating the shit out of her. And then the next thing you know, she kicked Kathy in her abdomen and it knocked her all the way down the hill. But I'm assuming at this time, Kathy didn't really fight back because, you know, Shelly's pregnant and you don't want to fucking fuck up. The... Yeah, that's typically a bad idea. That's what you think. Um, <laughs> oh, is that all? Is that my personal opinion? There is another time where the kids came down and they were having an argument in the living room. This argument was about this is Shelly, you know, trying to fuck with her like psychologically, and she's telling her, "No, you did this. You did this." And Kathy's like, "No, I, I didn't." And then Shelly, the kids notice that Shelly brought out this entire meringue pie that was missing, like two slices. And she's like, Kathy, you're a fat bitch. You literally hid this under your bed last night. And fucking, she's like, no, I didn't. She's like, I, don't, I didn't eat that, blah, blah, blah. She's like, it was under your bed. And she's like, I don't remember. And then this is where Shelly convinces her that she has, uh, she sleepwalks when she doesn't. Shelly just plants stuff and then yells at her. Because after this, she has another fight with her in the living room saying that, Kathy, you need to start taking these pills because you're sleepwalking at night naked into Shane's room because you want to have sex with him. And at this time, Shane's like mid teens. So obviously bad, big no, no. And also Kathy didn't want to do that, but she obviously doesn't remember anything because if she was sleepwalking, you usually don't remember. So this is where she starts convincing her to start taking these pills, which is what they're basically like, a mixture of like muscle relaxers um like mood stabilizers and like shit like that she just has this concoction of pills oh sleeping pills shit like that just things to weaken her to get her to be more 
compliant to what Shelly wants, and it's it's fucking horrible. It's it's really fucked up, especially with what ends up uh, happening to her. So obviously, after all this, and she starts getting drugged, Shelly starts revoking her privileges. She's not allowed to shower. She only gets to go to the bathroom on command, and they take all of her stuff away. She's now just sleeping on the floor in an empty room. I mean, she is a hairdresser. Was. That's another thing Shelly did was, um, obviously, because Kathy was a hairdresser, one of her favorite things was her hair, obviously. She loved, like, she always, like, changed her hairstyles oh, and stuff. Shelly. Yeah, Shelly cut off all of her hair. She literally took her out on the porch, put a bowl on her head, just cut it all off, took the bowl off, and she's like, there you go, there's your new hairstyle. Go on, live your fucking life. What a cunt. I can't wait until we get into like when they get caught. It's it's so satisfying, but it's also so it's even more enraging. Nick will get into that part because that's a fun talk about trials and uh, sentencing. <laughs> Nick does like sentences. I do. Barely. I do. That's how I talk. Why? <laughs> you, don't, you don't do it well, but. <laughs> It's like enjoying astrophysics. Like, you're not good at it, but there. Look, look, I don't know you want everything I'm saying. (laughs) No, no, no. no. I'm going to actually cut this specific section of audio and boost the gain super high. There, I don't, I don't, add some reverb to it and some echo. (laughs) Sir, I don't know what you want from me. I'm an asparagus and Venus is in retrograde. (laughs) You're right. Woman crashes, fucking, fucking T bones me as I cross an intersection. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm a Capri Sun. This said it would happen today. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, Shelly started locking uh, Kathy in the, you know, closet as a punishment for whatever the fuck she wanted. Um, there was one time she did this, but for some reason Shelly was on the outside. Just whispering soothing words through the door to Kathy, but refused to let her out. Because why would that make sense? Yep. <laughs> and she's then she told her, It's it's not okay to hurt you, Kathy. I won't let anyone hurt you. I love you, and I'll keep you safe. As she just got the shit beat out of her and thrown in the closet like a used pair of work boots and just locked in there. <laughs> I feel like she's like, you know, I'm going to protect you. No one else can use you as a punching bag because you're my punching bag. Like, well, super fun thing is, is later she starts getting Dave and Shane to beat the shit out of her for her. (laughs) Because why not? Which is what we're getting into now is uh, she showed no mercy and enlisted kids to participate in some of the punishments against Kathy. Um. There's times where Nikki and Sammy were made to snap rubber bands at Kathy. Um, Kathy, it's like she's running a torture. It's like a torture settlement run by like a three-year-old. This seems like the type of shit that we should invoke at like Guantanamo Bay. Like just this random ass shit. Just it's, have it's kids like, run into their cells and just start snapping with rubber bands. It's 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 like it's bad, but it's not quite torture. <laughs> like. 
Also, like, yeah, like, I was, like, we all got snapped by our bands when we were in, like, high school. Like, it's... Dude, I'm pretty sure there was one time when in grade school where I was a fucking idiot and I had a rubber band. And I was like, <laughs> and snapped myself with it like a fucking moron. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. But the reason this sucks so much is because now with all these pills and stuff and Kathy having such a strict regimen of when she's allowed to eat, go to the bathroom, bathe, Shelly's eating weak as shit. She's having trouble standing for long periods of time. She can barely walk up the stairs on her own. And it's just, it's getting worse. And she's working literally from like 6 a.m. to like midnight every night and also getting her ass beat during that time. There was a, a time where when she was weak and she couldn't get up the stairs fast enough, Shelly yelled, get her um, and yelled at her. And then Sammy didn't do anything. But Shane. Uh, Shane knocked her down the stairs and started punching and kicking her because Shelly told him to. Because if he All didn't right. do it, he was made to wallow. Or would uh, there was also this fun thing that she started doing where um, if he didn't do it, she would make him go naked and duct tape him to the wall. Her husband? No, this is Shane, the nephew. Oh. No, her husband never got beat or anything. He was so compliant. <laughs> I just think he's a dumbass. So there's another really? time she was running up the stairs away from Shane, and then Shelly appeared out of nowhere with her arms around Kathy to protect her and making her seem like she was there to save her and then started yelling at Shane, even though she's the one that told Shane to go beat the shit out of her. But, you know, more more psychological fucking warfare, just fucking with your goddamn mind, not knowing what the hell's happening. So yeah, Kathy lost a shit ton of weight. Her skin was bruised and scratched, obviously. Uh, her dental work started to fall out, like her fucking crowns and shit were obviously beaten, the, beaten out of her. Go. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like, Shelly, you know, fucked with her hair more. Good stuff. This is just, this is all just leading up to this woman's fucking demise, because she is the first victim. It's really depressing. I know we're not talking a lot, because it's 9 a.m., and it's... Sorry, that's on us. But also, there's not a lot of jokes to make here. This is really an extremely easy. horrible thing to happen to a human being. And yes, I know it's kind of scatterbrained and kind of just a lot of random info giving, given to you guys, but I can't just go through and read the book to you. And there's a lot of small details of random things that are going on for everyone right now, like with school and all of them. But I'm just trying to hit on all the things that happened to Kathy and the victims in this episode what happens to the kids keeps happening it never stops until they move out which we'll get into at the end <clears throat> there was a time where the notics decided to take a vacation to the beach and of course they bring kathy but there's no room in the car for kathy kathy gets oh to go to the beach riding in the trunk this isn't an suv or a van is it no it's um. <laughs> she's in the trunk of a fucking car but i'm not saying this is good but here's a shitty joke this was back in like the 80s and early 90s. Trunk space was much more, like much this bigger than. true. You could fit three bodies in there. Oh, yeah. At least. Yeah. When you first said trunk, I was thinking it was like the Brady Bunch car. I don't know what that car is called, but it's like all uh, trunk. Oldsmobile. Sure. I, think. I don't know. I haven't uh, seen it. Oldsmobile fucking station wagon, I think. Yeah, station wagon. There you go. Um, I'm going to actually see if I can find this picture. But they go to the beach and Kathy's out there with them. Kathy looks fucking horrible. She's bruised. She's pale white. She doesn't get to fucking see the sunlight. And she can barely stand. And she's just trying to have a good time. Um, so the next morning, when they got back, by the way, 
um, they, they didn't let her out of the trunk. She had to stay in there overnight. And when they opened it the next morning, she just fucking fell on the ground and couldn't get up. Excuse? Was this on purpose or did they fucking forget? No, it was on purpose. Mind-blowing. So, there's another time. By the way, at this point, Kathy only gets to ride in the fucking trunk. Also, she does run away a few times. Just putting that out there. She she runs away. Shane also runs away during at times, too. Shelly will go on week-long manhunts to fucking find you. And she always found them. And was like the IRS. And would somehow convince him to get back. It's awful. I, I don't know how she did it, but there's multiple times where this this happens. Um, there's one time where Shelly told the girls, because at this time Nikki can drive, she tells the girls to go do the laundry at the laundromat, but take Kathy because um, we can't leave her alone today and she should, you know, get out and see some sun. She wasn't allowed out of the fucking trunk, though. They didn't. She was like, don't let her out of the trunk. She'll run away and you guys won't be able to get her and then I'll beat the shit out of you if we fucking lose her type of a thing. Oh. So, but Sammy the entire time sat outside by the trunk and tried to talk to Kathy and like described how it was outside and stuff like trying to oh, be that's nice. like, yeah trying to be as sweet as you can as a kid to someone like this without disobeying your mom so you don't get your ass beat kind of a little sweet moment but remember sammy's also the one that uh when nikki was locked for an entire summer in her room the one that like she would raise up the like seven puppies to her like so she could play with them and stuff didn't she kill a puppy at some point am i remembering someone else i think that's someone else so there was a time after this where shelly um was leaving with nikki to to the store and left sammy in charge of shane the way she left him was uh she made him strip naked and duct taped his wrists and ankles and pushed him into the corner by the front door so she hogtied him with fucking duct tape butt naked Uh, and put him in the corner shane got out of it and ran but Shelly ends up finding him and brings him fucking back home again. And, but this, when she brings him home, she's super sweet to him, like makes him his favorite meal and everything. And like, she's like, don't ever do that. Like you scared all of us, blah, blah, blah. You know, more bullshit, more just feeding bullshit to people. And it's fucking, I can't believe she got away with this for as long as she did. But when I finally read like the last like 30 pages of the book, it explains why because they talk about this is all from the daughters the three daughters like from their memories and then obviously whatever actual testimony and info they can they have so they they have their reasons and i understand them but it sucks that this got to go on as long as it did but also the police kind of don't really help early on as they normally don't um and then Kathy gets moved down to the basement. She gets to sleep in the furnace room, which is a five by eight fucking room. And most of that's taken up by the furnace, obviously, as the furnace room would. And she 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 didn't get anything, though. She was just sleeping on the concrete floor. No pillow, nothing. Then after this, this is where the killing finally happens. They all end up moving to a new house, a larger, it's a farmhouse. It's a larger house on, it's called, it's on landing road in 1992. Probably further it's, away from people. So no, it's actually there. not, they have more neighbors, but it's big enough. No. You also have to remember this is Washington. So anywhere there's not a house is dense wooded areas. 
It's that's fair. So they have neighbors, but Shelly actually during the first couple weeks has Sammy and Nikki go around to different points of their property and look at the house to see if anyone can see the house from certain angles. So she knows what angles she can't do things at. And there's not many of those angles. <laughs> That's just, uh, the compliance of everyone, including the kids. Granted, they're kids. Just, everyone's just... Oh. They're kids, and they don't know anything else, though. They've only lived with her. This is just what they think life fucking is. Oh, God. The property was just shy of five acres, and it was mostly fenced in. There was, like, a chicken coop, a barn, a pole barn, and, like, another, like, an outhouse or something. And then uh, they had a bunch of animals. They had they had dogs and like chickens and stuff here. So Kathy's job here is mostly cleaning the house and then doing all of the. Uh, um, so Dave, at one point when he came home from his week long of work, asked Shelly where fuck Kathy was. And Shelly insisted she was helping her get better. And then he was like, he saw less and less of her throughout the time. And then he finally, he was like, all right, where the fuck is Kathy? And Shelly's like, she um, she lives in the pump house now, which is a five-by-five five little barn or shed thing. Just five-by-five. Five. Oh, that all? Yep. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, it also protects her from the kids because we don't want her around the kids, blah, blah, blah. You know, all that. So that's who shit. they need protection from. Yeah. So, yeah, she made her live in the fucking pump house, which is awful. Like, even during during the summer when it's just hot as shit in there didn't fucking matter she would be in there um kathy ran away again one time when she opened the pool barn she ran away two hours later shelly brings her back with all new clothes new stuff like to live says she gets a room in the house now kathy went back to the goddamn fucking pool barn and all that shit got like burnt like the next day why what did what happened i don't they don't know Shelly was the only one that went and got her. The kids say they, they have no idea what how she got her back or why she bought her the stuff. They were just like, she just came back with all this stuff. Um, also, Kathy doesn't have clothes, by the way. She is naked 24-7. By the way. Oh, and she's not allowed to bathe, so she's fucking disgusting. And she has open wounds and sores all over her body because she doesn't get first aid or medical treatment. Or been bathed. Yeah. Um... There was one night where Shelly went to the store or something and Shane said, was talking to Nikki and he was like, fuck this. I'm letting Kathy out so she can run away. I'm going to help her run away. He goes to the pole barn, opens up the fucking door and he's like, come on, Kathy, you can go. Shelly's gone. I'll help you. And she just sits there and stares at him for like 10 minutes. They just sitting there staring at each other. And Shane's like, come on, come on, you dumb bitch. Like fucking leave. Let's go. Come on. Um, this this is pretty much the end of for Kathy. She doesn't have the strength to stand up or even crawl for that matter. And Shane's not strong enough to run away. One, he can barely run away and get himself out. There's no way he's going to be able to carry a full adult woman and get both of them out. So he just left her there. He just closed the door back up. During this time, Lara ends up coming down for a surprise visit for the new house she confronts she brings her fucking like one of her daughters or something from a different marriage they come down to confront Shelly about her cancer 
and they do. And Shelly just sits in the chair with her back to her. And she goes, I don't feel good. Goes to the bathroom, comes back with a handful of her hair. She's like, look, the chemo is making me go bald. And she's like, you've been having chemo for like four or five years now. Your hair would have been gone a long time ago. So Laura goes into the bathroom, finds scissors that still has pieces of her hair in it. And in the trash can, more of her hair. And she brings it out and she's like, you're literally lying. And Shelly kicks her out of her house. That's the end of that. Wild. This is where, for me, this is the worst thing. Because Kathy's going around trying to do her chores. She can barely do them. She can barely, she, she can't fuck it. She's, she's literally dying. She's like on her last leg. But Shelly wants to do a new form of torture because Dave comes home on a Friday after his work and Shelly walks up to him with a uh, Tupperware full of shit and goes, look what Kathy did. She shit in our Tupperware in our kitchen. And Dave obviously is mad. And he's like, what the fuck? And Shelly's like, we got to punish her, but we need to do, we need to get her out of her bad habits. We need to do something different because she's just going along with emotion now. She turns around, stares Dave blankly in the face, and would you like to guess what he tells her, what she tells him to do? You know, Kathy? I don't know. Adam, you got a guess? Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking piss in her mouth. Some people pay extra for that. Yeah, I know what you do in your free time. No, she, she turned around, looked him dead in the eyes, and emotionless, emotionlessly said, waterboard her. Oh, I think I was close. <laughs> he went into, he spent that night going into the barn and building a metal fulcrum made of an old tank from the pole barn and put a board, like made a fulcrum, put a board, everything, got it all ready. They brought her out, duct taped her to it. Put a rag over her head, fucking waterboarded her, waterboarded her for too fucking long. She doesn't die though. Uh, once it's done, they throw her back in the fucking pole barn and leave her there. This bitch just got a fucking war crime done to her for something she didn't do. By the way, if you're wondering, no, she did not shit in the Tupperware. It was dog shit. Yeah, I could have guessed. Yeah, it was it was dog shit. Um, <laughs> so after one day they come back out to the pole barn and Kathy is like visibly shaking and is, she can't do anything. She's just eyes now. She's just a shell of a person. Um, at this time, David had been building an extension onto the laundry room as a little bedroom. So they set up a bed, a twin size bed, everything. They get her a little TV and everything and they put her in there. Um, Dave comes home one night while Shelly's and Shelly's leaving and he goes hey where's Kathy and she's like oh she's resting up she doesn't feel good and he's like what's that noise and she's like it's just Kathy she's probably like hitting something in the room or something or it's her TV and he's like alright so it's July 1994 he he goes into the laundry room after being home for a little while and the kids are gone besides Shane. And he finds Kathy basically seizing. And she's choking on her own vomit. 
he tries to like roll her on her side and get the vomit out of her mouth, but too little too late. Kathy dies. So Kathy dies. He calls Shelly to come home. Nikki's working a job at a like a like a diner, like a diner or something. Uh, Shelly tells Nikki she needs to call off work for the next day and leave work now. Kids come home. They don't let them see her body, obviously, or tell her that she died. They, Shelly takes the kids because Shane helped Dave try to, you know, with Kathy, but he didn't see her die, so he doesn't know that she died. Um, They take the kids. They stay in a motel for the night. Dave, during this time, takes Kathy's body. They have a fire pit out back. He takes a bunch of sheet metal a fuck ton of tires that they had on the property and multiple, multiple tens of gallons of diesel fuel and spends the entire night burning Kathy's body in between sheet metal and uh, tires to try to make it like a homestyle cremator. I don't think that's possible. It worked. Really? There's no... The police never found any remains of Kathy's body. Because, but Dave does confess when he gets arrested. He tells them what he did. He did this and then he picked up all the bones and bone fragments. Days after days, he would just continuously go out there and keep looking through and shifting through and put them in a garbage bag. And then that when got he up went to back. At least 1400 degrees Fahrenheit. That's yeah. hot. Yeah. And he. On one of his trips back to work, he stopped off uh, uh, like at a dock and just dumped her ashes into the ocean to be washed out to like sea. And yeah, they never found anything. And that's that's how Kathy goes. When the kids come back, well, actually before the kids come back, Shelly is talking to Dave. They come up with a cover story to tell Kathy's family or anyone if anyone ever comes looking for her. She went off with a trucker named Rocky that she loved, and they now live in Hawaii. That's their cover-up story. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. They had a family meeting about that was what happened. And then after the family meeting, the girls went off. Shelly stayed with Shane because Shane knew that Kathy was dead. He had a pretty good fucking... He was there when she was fucking vomiting and dying. Uh, Shelly goes up to him, and she's like, we know that you know don't tell anyone because if you do we're gonna pin it all on you on shane yeah that's how she gets shane to never tell and yeah um kathy's family does try to like they when they hear about this they're like this is weird she wouldn't do that but also we don't know her because we cut her out of our lives for so long maybe she changed also, Shelly being even more fucked up, throughout the years, up until like their capture, she would at one point she wrote fake letters from Kathy to her family. She would send them letters saying that, oh, Kathy like wrote to me and blah, blah, blah. Basically just fucking gaslighting the fuck out of this family for years. Yeah, it was, it wasn't it was awful. Um, after a while, Shane disappears um the kids get told that he went on because he was like he dropped out of school basically because he was like a senior or something he drops out of school and 
runs away. He goes up to Alaska and becomes a fisherman, which is something he talked about that he wanted to do. So the girls didn't really question it. They're like, oh, good. He finally got away. Uh, just a heads up for everyone. This is the last time we will talk about Shane until the very end of this episode. Oh, that concerns me. <laughs> it should. That's concerning. <laughs> Only mildly, though. So uh, in mid-September 1996, this is two years after Kathy's vanished, Shelly tries to become a teacher's aide for um, mentally ill children because because why the fuck not she doesn't get the job though if you guys are wondering i wonder how that no. worked out i wonder i wonder how they found that out <laughs> yeah it's almost as if there are tests for this uh and then around this time nikki graduates and she wants to leave she wants to go to college she wants out but i don't have a feeling that uh fuck shelly uh supports her strongly and i think that she even pays for college fuck no one they're broke they're in massive uh -huh. debt two no <laughs> she does not no. want her to be successful or out of her life no no but she doesn't want her children to have a better life nikki, than her. nikki's now out of high school she's like working a job on her own she's still living with them she fights back <laughs> because shelly starts doing stuff to Tori at this point and that apparently was finally the last straw for Nikki and oh. Nikki at one point her mom's like chasing after her through the house and finally she stops and she turns around and she says fuck you fuck off get out of my life and then yeah they fight Shelly beats the shit out of her still but yeah she uh she starts fighting back but after this Shelly sends Nikki to go live with uh aunt trish who i don't know anything else about because they don't talk about it in the book but she goes and lives with her for a while which is good she she gets out she gets a job a, a ways away and then yeah so after after nikki leaves is when shelly really starts to, to do things to tori nikki did things to tori no shelly starts doing stuff to tori oh shelly starts beating tori like she blames tori for her leaving and starts beating her sammy's still in the house at this point oh there's a story i fucking missed and i'm so mad that i got didn't get it in about kathy there's a time that they uh they could have been caught when they were doing stuff to kathy there was a time where let me get back to where i was so i can find it there's a time where kathy is being is outside working and she's naked and Shelly's ch chasing around the house and Sammy's getting dropped off by the school bus and kids get a glimpse of Kathy naked running through like around the back of the house and Sammy starts getting made fun of for this and they're like your mom's outside naked so fucking weird blah 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 like you're fucking weird whatever so Sammy tells Shelly about this and they're like they saw Kathy naked like people know Shelly spun an entire story and it fucking worked. She said that she was in the hot tub and a f like a fuse or the wiring sparked and she was scared she was going to get electrocuted so she jumped out and ran and that she was naked because she was home alone. And she told she had Sammy invite this kid over that saw Kathy running naked. Told this kid that and then she had that day burnt a hole in the side of the fucking um 
hot tub so it looked like there was a short circuit in it and would have caught fire and she told this to the kid and the kid believed it and that's how uh that's the reason it didn't work wow that's uh she's a psychopath she's fucking insane dude all right and then so trish lived up in aunt trish lived up in fucking british columbia so nikki was up in the good old canadia Right, British Columbia is in Canada. Yes. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yes. Cool. It's a, it is the <laughs> province like right above Washington, right? It's on that side of the. Yes. Yes. No. Cool. Yeah. So she was up there. Um, she ends up coming and moving back down, but she moves in with uh, Lara. She moves in with Lara and lives around where she is. Ends up getting her own place after a while. That she kind of hops around for a while during this part of the story just so I can try to get through it because it is important, but I don't want to go into all the details. She, she hops around a little bit. She doesn't go back to living with Shelly though. She's, she's away and Shelly never really talks to her. So they're pretty okay. Um, Sammy moves out after she graduates. Uh, she calls, uh, she goes and lives with her boyfriend for a little bit. And then she calls Nikki and she's like, I don't know what to do. And Nikki goes, call Lara. She'll be able to help you get out. She calls Lara. Lara's like, yeah, you can come up here. She like gets her a job and like gets her like a place to live and stuff. So she ends up getting up there and she lives up there too. So now both girls are out. It's just Tori. Things go, you know, wonderfully horrible now for Tori at least. Um, so Shelly, Sammy didn't tell Shelly she was leaving. She kind of just ran away. So Shelly makes Dave travel hours north when he's home to follow the girls and see what they're doing to make sure they don't tell anyone about Kathy being dead. And at one point he confronts Sammy. And he's like talking to her saying like she wants you back home like why did you just leave she's worried you're gonna tell someone that like and she sammy's like tell her what because sammy was young at this point and doesn't understand like like nikki and sammy don't actually know kathy died Mm. like they they think she died but they thought they were also told she ran away and they don't know which one's true but they're leaning more towards obviously she died and dave breaks down and just like talks to sammy for a while he breaks down he starts crying she starts crying they're talking about he's like i don't know how we're supposed to keep doing this blah blah blah. but never really actually says anything um sammy then but while he's doing this and he doesn't tell her that this happened sammy goes you guys killed kathy didn't you and he he goes kathy's dead yes and he's like your mom's worried you're gonna tell and she goes back home and confronts Shelly. And she's like, I'm not going to tell anyone, but what you did is fucked up. Because we'll get into it later. The reason Sammy doesn't try to help get Shelly arrested is because Shelly or Sammy doesn't. It's still her mom. And she has the thought process of, I don't want to be the reason that my mom goes to jail. She's like, what she did was horrible and she deserves to go to jail. But I don't want to be the person that puts her there. Unfortunate. Yeah. It's not great. During this time, when she comes back, she confronts her. Uh, she stays for like a couple days or something, and she goes into Shelly's room while she's gone at one point to search to see if there's anything she can find. 
at this time under her bed sammy finds the bag of bone fragments of kathy's this is before dave had completely disposed oh. of them he had All disposed right. of like major bones and stuff that didn't get broken down but the bone fragments stayed under the bed apparently but not after this because he gets rid of them right after this all right so next is the quote-unquote ron the scapegoat <laughs> it's what uh, they call him in the book but his name's ron he's a homosexual like 50 year old male who basically i'm gonna go through his backstory real quick and i'm not gonna get too this far is the 90s, into it right yes this would be late 90s it's 99 all right um he Basically, he was married. His his brother lives in Michigan. He lives in Washington. He's homosexual. He's married to a guy. They break up. He gets kicked out of his trailer. He needs to pay for his mom's, like, hospice care type thing when she lives in a trailer, but she needs, like, round-the-clock care. He's trying to pay for that. Shelly, at this point, has a new job. She is... Fuck, what's it called? She works she at... She's coordinator for Satan? She is, she works as part of the office staff at the Olympic Area Agency on aging, on aging, and she was a case aide. So she basically, because she worked with old people like throughout her life, got this job. She, it's basically she is one of the like people helping take care, or like setting up the cases and getting the care for people. Uh, she was horrible at it, obviously. She doesn't fucking care. But yeah, he was in like his he was in his mid fifties. And after basically all this shit, um, Shelly is helping get care for his mother, but she says, Ron, you can come live with us. And Ron does it. And not to get into a bunch of the specific details, what happened to Kathy basically happens to Ron. Like I he, just, he I starts getting fed. An MO there. He started getting pills fed to him he started getting beaten he was made to do chores his rights were taken away he wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom unless it was on command he wasn't allowed to bathe it's a it's a repeat it just keeps happening over and over this is the new person um shelly ends up getting <laughs> co-workers start t- telling people like uh bosses that like she fucking sucks she's awful she's horrible complaints start getting called in from clients but Ron called in and said that she is excellent. Everyone's fucking lying, blah, blah, blah. She does nothing less than um, she's like, she, she doesn't do anything except to the best of her ability, blah, blah, blah. And it's, he's like, she helps with my mom so much around the clock care, all this and that. And that's how she kind of keeps her job for a little bit longer. She ends up getting let go because obviously she fucking sucks at her job. And that was all a lie. I would have guessed that, judging by the fact that she can't take care of anyone other than herself. Yeah. At some point, Ron has a friend from when, because he was in Nam. One of his, right. like, buddies comes by, and they're like, you need help. Like, you're looking horrible. He's like, oh, I'm getting help from her, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, like, she's fucking killing you. <laughs> and basically, they get into this long fucking argument, and nothing gets solved, basically. Um, they just have an argument and then she never speaks to him again for a very long time until uh, it's way too fucking late. So <laughs> Nikki is now uh, working with Laura at one of the like the offices or something. 
she's at home she's at laura's house um she's helping her go through paperwork she's living with her and she stops and she goes i need to tell you something and laura could tell that nikki had been up all night thinking about this nikki starts crying she laura goes what is it and like trying to comfort her and she just looks her in the eyes and go mom and dad killed kathy and this is where everything starts to fucking come out she tells Laura's like you mean like killed like they murdered her Nikki reassures it tells her a bunch about everything that happened at Louderback and then everything leading up to her death and Laura's like we gotta we we gotta like take this to the police and that's that's what they did they took it to the police they drove down that day um they well she faxed them like a statement she made nikki write an entire statement and they faxed it and she didn't get a reply they go down the next day and they're like well we got to start getting stuff together like we can't just barge in there with no evidence like we got to start putting this all together which is what they thought uh two if you're wondering two years go by and nothing fucking happens because they're trying to get they they stop by the house and they like try to like talk to her but she's either never home doesn't answer the fucking door or she yeah just like shit comes up and then it kind of falls on the back burner after a while. Um, so after a while, Nikki and her boyfriend at the time go to the police and she tells them in person, like gives a statement in person, thinking that's going to help. Doesn't. Oh, I feel really. like it doesn't. Yep. There, there's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no police follow-up to it. <laughs> but the reason they also couldn't do it is because only Nikki's the one coming out. There's, there's three daughters they're trying to reach Sammy because Sammy's living with Shelly again for a little bit. And they're trying to reach Sammy, but they can never get it. And Sammy was away again and they just can't get Sammy to come in and fucking say anything. And then also this is where the whole thing comes in where Sammy doesn't want to talk to the police because she doesn't want to be the person that puts her fucking mom in jail. Um, during this time, Tori is still living at home. Ron's there now. Uh, Ron's, you know, getting his ass beat day in, day out. Um, they made a friend um through ron who was rich as fuck and had this huge ass house um mac made it a thing that when he dies the house goes to his dog and when his dog dies the house goes to shelly um if you're wondering what mac fucking dies (laughs) because he was in poor health he was in poor health (laughs) and died of natural causes and then his dog yeah. got the estate. And then a couple years later, his dog dies of natural causes. If you guys were wondering, there were air quotes around everything I just said. Love it. This is one that never gets proven, though. Um, people say that Shelly poisoned him, but they didn't. They couldn't check because at the time he died, like he got buried and stuff. And like they couldn't. I think he got cremated. So they couldn't like go back and check. <laughs> Because they didn't check for that because he was old and like he was old. No. He had health problems, so they didn't like check for it. People think that Shelly killed him, but it's never proven. Um, Ron has a restraining order from his mom that's trying to be served on him at one point. Fucking <laughs> um, the best deputy that is in this is uh, the Pacific County Sheriff's deputy Jim Bergstrom. Uh, he's the one that ends up doing most of the stuff. Like the second time they come in like years later to give a statement he's the one that takes it and he's the one that like actually fucking does something with this but he's trying to serve a goddamn fucking restraining order on ron and i want you to know 
this is also not a great joke. Well, how I picture Ron, have you guys seen Reno 911? No. I think I know what you're talking about, though. I picture him because the only thing he was allowed to wear were booty short shorts and a fucking tank top. I oh. picture him as the lead, like the head cop from Reno 911, who is the like the homosexual one who's like super feminine. The blondie? Yeah. Yeah, he's the he's the middle guy. Yeah, I picture Ron like him. So basically, he shows up to fucking serve this damn thing, sees Ron on the end of the porch, and Ron, Ron sees him and just turns and fucking runs, (laughs) and he runs through the fucking he runs through the woods, and the cop doesn't even try to fucking because it's not like technically, it's he's serving a restraining order. He's not technically doing anything illegal. He just started running. And who wants to go running through the hilly woods for a fucking dude who just sprinted away when you're trying to serve him fucking restraining orders? Uh, so he starts knocking on the door trying to get, like, Shelly, but no one answers. Uh, five minutes after he gets back to the station, Shelly yells. Um, Shelly calls, and she's like, you fucking scared. Or, um, she tells him, what do you want? And he goes, hey, I'm just trying to serve these papers on Ron. She's like, well, he's not living with us now. He He's living in Tacoma. And he straight up t- called her back and went, or replied with, I don't appreciate being lied to. He's like, I saw him at your place. He literally turned, looked at me for a couple seconds, and then he ran away. I know he was there. Oh. And Shelly just hangs up the phone. <laughs> then, a little while later, there's a time where Tori and her mom are sitting in the car while Shelly's, uh, you know, sh- uh, going through the mail. She gets, she, she finds his letter. She's like, oh, this is weird. And she opens it up and turns white and big eyed. She got a letter that says, the gunshots you heard last night were from Kathy. Like the Lord Jesus Christ, she also rose from the dead and is back to revenge you, to back to revenge you, ashes to ashes. Right. Um, they, she did her gunshot the night before. Uh, but I read the rest of this book and this never really gets brought up. No one knows who the fuck gave that letter or anything. It's not, no one, no one knows. No one? No one knows. It was the Alamo. Checkmate atheist. <laughs> Jesus Christ came back and. <laughs> Checkmate. Um, at this point, after the whole cop incident, Ron starts getting beaten more. He, uh, there, there's this new punishment because they have a, a porch that goes down onto the gravel of their driveway. They took out part of the rails and Ron was forced to jump off over and over into the gravel and he wasn't allowed to catch himself. Just a and, human reaction, to be fair. Yeah, but if he did, Dave got to fucking kick the shit out of him. And then after... Um, they do this for a while. Uh, his legs are broken, and he oh. can't fucking do anything. Dave's not home now. Shelly takes him to Max's house and says, okay, oh, you're going to be here for a while. So then she tells Tori that he ran away, like everyone else. So <laughs> Tori knows that he's fucking dead. Because be- yeah. right before this, Tori got to have a sister's weekend with Sammy and Nikki. She has not seen Nikki in, like, over five <clears> years <throat> since she left. So they go down and they end up talking about it 
like everything that happened and they tell Tori like she killed Kathy and we think she killed Shane and Tori's like oh my god like what the fuck she's like I can't live there like I'm getting I'm getting beaten and that is when the fucking switch flips because Nikki because Tori was always the one that nothing ever happened to because she was the youngest she was the baby Shelly never did anything so Nikki didn't know she was getting beaten this flips the switch for Nikki she's like we're getting you the fuck out she's like you have four years till you graduate we're gonna try to find a way to get you out quicker but you have to go back and you can't tell mom that we all know this stuff so she goes back with her mom and that night gets beaten she calls up Sammy she's like I need to get out now I can't do this and Sammy goes are you sure like it's four more years at the most but we're trying we can't just come and get you she's like I I can't do this and this is where they end up going to the police also uh Ron comes back Shelly tells him about the fucking body he digs a fucking four foot grave in the backyard and buries it yeah Dave uh buries Ron in a four foot grave in the backyard like a couple days before all this starts going down that's not deep enough it's not well he he's planning on burning his body but he's working oh. he he's like I'll do it like next weekend um so they go to the police and have them bring in child protective services they they tell them that Tori's being abused that's their way of getting her out of the house please show up fucking take her away Shelly's outraged she's like everything's breaking down police take fucking Tori away Tori admits to everything she also as she's getting brought out by child protective services she tells Jim like the deputy she goes you need to get a search warrant there I know where things are that prove that she killed people because the pole barn now has all of Ron's and all of Kathy's and all of Shane's personal belongings in it. And Tori being smart, but also kind of dumb because you don't want to fuck with evidence specifically knew that if she got picked up by child protective services, Shelly's going to go and get rid of evidence. She took a large amount from like of each person's stuff and hid it in the chicken coop. And she told, she told Jim that in her statement. She's like, go check. If you get a warrant, make sure that you go and check the chicken coop because I put some of their stuff there because I think she's going to try to get rid of evidence. Basically, over the next couple of days, they all get together. They uh, start talking to the police and the police are like, all right, we we got enough. Um, for some, at one point, Dave comes down to the station to try to talk to Child Protective Services to, you know, get Tori back. The police are like, Tori's his daughter, right? Yeah. Uh, Tori and Sammy are both his daughter. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, the police, when he shows up, and he's, because he's like, oh, I want Tori. And they're like, oh, well, we can't give her to you. But hey, would you be willing to do like a consensual interview? And he's like, yeah, I'll see how that could hurt. That's literally what he says. He's like, I don't see how that could be a problem. They roast him for like an hour. He's like crying and he gets up. He's like, I need to go to the bathroom. And as the deputy's walking to the bathroom, he falls on the ground crying and confesses all of it. Oh. And he confesses to killing Shane. Oh. Which no one knew about. He so they go. They arrest Shelly after this, obviously. Um fucking yeah, Dave says everything. Uh Dave Nodick admitted to a lot of things he'd done in the murder of Shane Watson, however, was one of the subjects that he never really made its way to a full recorded confession. But 
when he was going with the sheriff's investigators and the, like the criminologists to the house to show them where he buried Ron, he told them um, Shane is in the ocean. He l- later told them that uh, he shot him while trying to fight him for a rifle that Shane had taken because he was going to kill Shelly and that during the struggle it had gone off and killed him. But the real reason is Shane had photos of Kathy that Shelly had taken right after Kathy died before her body was burned. So he had a picture. He had three pictures of Kathy's dead body, bruised, mutilated, and before it went into the fire pit. And he had them and he, he told Nikki, I have these. I'm going to take them to the police so all this can end. This was back when they were like early, like when they were still teenagers. Nikki the next morning told Shelly that Shane had them. She called Dave. Dave left work, came home, and had an argument with Shelly about it. She's like, "We need you need to kill him. We need to get rid of him because he's going to tell. And after a couple days, they had Shane locked in the pool barn. Dave went out, unlocked it, opened it up, shot him in the head, and then burnt his body and threw him in the ocean. He did this one all on his own. So those are the three people that they killed. We're going to get into a little bit of the trial here. So in February 2004, six months after his arrest, Dave Nodick pled guilty, pled down his first-degree murder charge for killing Shane to a second-degree murder and pleaded guilty to unlawful criminal... uh, unlawful disposal of human remains and rendering criminal assistance um, because they had no proof that he did anything to Kathy or Ron because there's no bodies. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a body for Ron, but there's no body for Kathy or Shane. Yeah. And technically he didn't actually. No body, no crime. He technically didn't participate in the killing of Ron. He died while he was at work. Also during this uh, plea uh, he insists that he's not going to assist in Shelley's prosecution, and he doesn't. He gets like 17, not, yeah, he gets 17 years. Uh, 10 months after her arrest, Shelley enters um, in, in for a Alfred plea of guilty to the charges. Fuck's an Alfred plea? What? Well, that's the fun part. And it's shitty that she got this, and I am mad about it. It is Fuck's a plea. Alfred. The plea allows the defendant to plead guilty yet assert innocence at the same time. It's also a plea that allows the defense and the prosecution to save face and money by avoiding going to trial that would almost surely result in a conviction. The the plea probably saved Pacific County a measure of embarrassment also. The media wouldn't rehash the the missed warning signs by the police that Shelley and Dave were involved in these nefarious deeds. Um, they couldn't prove that they killed Ron because there's no actual evidence and no one confessed to killing him. Basically, she pled so she didn't have to go to trial. It's a really weird plea. Like, it's really hard to understand. Basically, what happens is she pled because she thought she was going to get 17 years in prison. You want to know the fun part? She goes into the fucking sentencing. And the judge is like, ha! 22 years and she's like what the fuck that's five more than i pled to and he's like that sucks 22 years yeah basically fuck you bitch 22 years and nowadays she there's nowadays she talks about uh 
how she was just confused on the Alfred plea and she wouldn't have done it if that. She still does not, to this day, she says she's innocent and that she didn't kill anyone. There's three There's three corroborating yeah. statements to this. What? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, the Alfred plea doesn't require her to tell the court what she had done. So... Uh, Dave Nodick was released from prison in 2016. He lives on the Washington coast and has some serious health challenges, but he works at a seafood processing plant now. Um, He says um, that the remorse that he feels for his role in what happened at the Ladderback and Landing Houses hasn't left him, and he knows it never will. Uh, Nikki doesn't talk to him, obviously, um, which is understandable, because it's also not her dad, but yeah, she doesn't talk to um I think Sammy or Tori, one of them, one of his daughters does talk to him every once in a while. But he's doing okay. Uh Shelly Nodick will be released from prison next year. Good talk. All right. <laughs> I which... mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was responding to a text. Um so Yeah. Yeah, I like I don't know. The with Dave I don't know, I've, yeah, I'm like, I have a weird position on Dave because besides Shane, which, like, his mental state probably what like Dave's mental state probably wasn't okay. Like, I feel I mean, like he's he is technically a part of the whole like Stockholm syndrome, but he also didn't like try to fight it. He he worked such long was, hours uh, and he was only home on the weekends that and he was he talks about how fucking worn down he was that it was just him just doing what she said because he just couldn't yeah it was ha- like didn't he, have the energy to fight her on he, it yes he was a victim but he was also a participant yeah. so like well, those two aren't mutually exclusive so he like do I feel sympathy for him a little bit, but also I feel like he should have been charged with first degree murder and yeah for life. Yeah. Like that doesn't excuse. I like, nothing I think excuses murder for him. I was, I would say like he sh- should have be, he should be in jail for life with like a Maybe possibility, a possibility of parole, parole yeah. where Shelly should be in life with how long of a sentence did he serve again? 17. 17. He got Shelly 17. He should have gotten he should have gotten 25 and the parole. possibility of parole after 25. I mean technically Shelly should have got the, te- technically Shelly should have got 25 without parole. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Washington isn't a DP state, so Yeah, it's not a capital punishment state. <laughs> yeah, um she she lives there. Uh she'll be 68 when she gets out. So she's um, still young enough to cause some more bullshit she she will 100 percent probably have a parole officer i doubt they're just gonna let her i can't i can't wait to read her book deal there's also i think there's yeah i don't know there i don't think that like it's parole i think she just gets out but i i'm sure they're gonna make something to where she has to see a fucking psychiatrist or counseling or some shit there's gonna i i i'm pretty sure they're gonna do something to make sure that she can't go do this shit again Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Fun story. All the daughters, pretty fucking successful. That's good. Sammy is a, she's a teacher of some sort. Um, Nikki works in the like the healthcare field, and I could I didn't see what 
Corey's doing now, but they're all successful. They're from what I read, they're all married. Uh, Sammy, I think has three kids of her own. And yeah, uh, I feel like that's the best part of this story because that's the best revenge because Shelly did all this because she didn't want her daughters to be more successful than her and want have better things than her. And here they are living much better lives they're than all, she could ever dream of. Yeah, and they're all really close. Like they talk all uh, the time and stuff. I think they talk to each other like once a week. Yeah. There's like there's like an afterthought thing where like they all kind of say their own little piece. It, it's a good book. Um if you actually want to go through and read it, it is like four hundred and fifteen pages, but it's definitely worth the read. I did my best trying to get you all the main information, but it, it's interesting. It's pretty good. It's a fucked up Sorry. story. It's like Oh my god, I can't even fucking... I can't wait for our next episode, because it should be a little bit more fun, because, uh... Little spoiler, uh... We're going to the fucking Wild West, boys. Ooh! <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we're I going got to, the to Wild put West. on my boots and my cowboy hat. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Y'all ready to hear nothing but a shitty Eek. southern drawl for oh, the we're next also, two we're, we're also going back to cannibalism, so... Oh, wow. hell yeah! Brother, let's get our Donner party on. You got a cannibalistic cowboys in the West, boys. That's what we're going to be going over. I feel like this is going to be the next Quentin Tarantino movie. Look, I, everyone, I, haven't, I haven't started the research for it yet. I haven't read into it yet because I wanted it to be a surprise. I wanted it to clear. Yeehaw. I wanted it to clear my mind of all this fucking horrible yeah. shit I've been reading for like a month and a half now because it's so detailed and fucking awful. Like just thinking that um, they're there was a mother doing this to her kids for 20 plus years like holy and fucking random people she befriended like fucking wild <laughs> and it's not like it happened long ago that she was it was like 2002 or 2003 when they got caught and ron died literally not that long right before they got caught i don't know it's a wild one you guys got any afterthoughts here fucking bitch that's fucking awful. That's why I'm gonna give each of you. I'm gonna give each of you. We'll say five seconds. Just get it out of your system. Call it whatever the fuck you want. If if it's too bad, I'll cut it out. But it's gonna stay in the unedited for those people. Yell about her as much as you want. No, I want it to be. I don't want that. I don't want it to be a mashup. All right, Adam, you're gonna go first. Your time starts now. Ooh, what a cunt. <laughs> wow, I really thought there was going to be more there. All right, Nick, your time starts now. Fucking dumb bitch. All right, this was way lamer than I thought. It's getting cut out because you guys are fucking garbage. All right, well, everyone, I know this was a little scatter scatterbrained, kind of all over the place on this second episode, just trying to get all the info in and get it all done. But we wrapped it up. We did our first multi-parter. I'm proud of us. If you want to follow us on uh, social media, find us at you hate to see it on social media platforms, specifically on Twitter. We're at Y O U H A two C I T. And if you would like to help us grow this podcast and get better equipment and stuff, you can go to patreon.com and then type in you hate to see it. And then the, up at the upper right hand corner, there is a become a patron feature. And we have $1, $3, $5, $10 and 15 is our new highest, right? Hold on. You said patreon.com. Oh, fuck Podbean. God damn it. <laughs> if you go to podbean.com and type in you hate to see it, up in the upper right-hand corner, this become a patron. Click on that. We have multiple tiers starting at $1 and going to 15 is the highest now, right? Mm-hmm. Going up to 15. 
and there's different we actually redid this recently so our unedited videos you can now get at the three dollar tier instead of the five dollar and we rearranged some stuff we took some stuff out so just so you guys can get some better stuff at better just we we created that when we first started on podbean we didn't really know what we wanted at each tier and we kind of fucked it up we basically cleaned it up reorganized it and made it better for everyone so if you want to give some money you can do that and on that uh, nick <clears throat> remember people professionals have standards we don't and shelly you know it's a fucking cunt yeah that pretty much yeah that fits some stuff <laughs> adam your turn um your garbage um but your garbage that we like you're like oscar the grouch kind of garbage like we enjoy you you're we, we appreciate that you're here but also uh you're trash right. you taught me the alphabet all right thanks everyone <laughs> <laughs>